Songezo Mapepe on SAFM. Good evening, everybody. This is Songezo here on The Viewpoint. Thank you so much for your time and patronage on this, the 20th day of Feb 2023. The first story this evening concerns Western Cape Province's spatial challenges, spatial planning challenges in particular. The focus, of course, is that earlier today, the Western Cape government and the city of Cape Town both have gone to the Supreme Court of Appeal to overturn the High Court decision on the Toffelberg housing site matter. Our next guest says that the officials have not acted with urgency after the feasibility studies showed that social housing can be developed on the vacant land that is concerned in the city of Cape Town. The coalition of organizations that are working for housing justice wants the government to stop wasting taxpayers' money on extended litigation address spatial redress in the city. It has been two years since the Western Cape High Court ruled to set aside the sale of the site in Seapoint. Our guest this evening is Mr. Boy, head of political organization, Ndefuna Ukwazi. Well, I wouldn't so... Is, 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 is Ndefuna Ukwazi a, a political organization or a social justice movement about engaging issues that are essential to the Constitution, particular Section 26? Section 26, the right to housing. Bukhle Boy, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Evening, Sonia, and evening to you at home. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I see it is styled as a political organization. Is that a correct way to refer to Ndifunukwazi, the organization that you represent? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's correct. It's an activist organization. I mean, you operate in a political space. You are political beings. So it would be a correct uh, terminology used to refer to us, I suppose. Very well. But an activist organization, above all else. Bring us up to speed now that at least that is clear. What is central to this litigation? I mean, of course, it involves land. It involves land for social development and social housing in particular in the very affluent suburb of Seapoint. Tell us what we probably might not know as those who do not live and are affected by this matter that's happening in Cape Town. Yeah. Um, I mean, so years ago, the, the, at the heart and the context of it um, is that public land should be used for its social value um, rather than for profit. Now, the history of, of Tafelbeck is, is that um, of a state, the province, um, of SNK, wanting to sell public land in the middle of a housing crisis um, to a private entity. And that's what uh, people were challenging. Particularly when I mean people, so I'm speaking about domestic workers, I'm speaking about security guards, who are having to, who are having to use um, a third of their salary and um, commuting um, from um, the urban outer core to the inner city to access jobs, to work in Seapoint um, for, for the white people in the name there, um, but get told that they can't stay there. So those are the people that I'm, I'm speaking about. So that's the context. Um, the context of Cape Town so is, is, is characterized um, by its partial or racist planning, where black people you still find them in the name, um, in, 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 in the urban outer core, in Kaya and other spaces. And what you are saying with this, with, with, with this, with this, with this, in this case is that that legacy of apartheid must be redressed. It cannot be that 28 years into the so-called democratic dispensation, saying is that black people, their only relationship with the city center is that of arriving at 9 a.m. 
I mean, the money to access jobs. And at 5 a.m., their ticket ends of being in the city center, and they have to go back to their shacks. That's not normal state of affairs. It's not normal state of affairs in our country that, 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 that glorifies a democratic dispensation. Uh, so that's at the heart. And what we are saying is that that particular side that is in conversation, Sonia's, domestic workers are still subjected um, to what you would call body corporate rules. Um, some people cannot stay with their kids um, in domestic quarters. Some people cannot even cook today in domestic quarters. And that's happening today. And therefore, domestic workers, security guards are saying that we want a place that we can call our own. We want an affordable place. We cannot afford to stay in these fancy apartments here because our wages do not allow us to. Therefore, the state should build affordable housing on that particular side. And that's the point of conversation um, around that particular side. To if all I listened to what was what you have just said, there probably would be very little room for me to move to try and justify otherwise. But at least from the position of the Western Cape government as well as the city of Cape Town who are in this litigation together, well, the Western Cape government's position is the proceeds of the sale of the land will go towards revenue to buy property for the Western Cape Education Department. I suppose in that instance then the argument goes, not necessarily that that I sponsor or my own, but nonetheless an argument that on its own, if it were to be advanced, Look, we have a, multiple problems in this country. Spluma, one of them, Spatial Planning Land Use Management Act and its effective mm. implementation. That's certainly a credible argument, and I think for the most part your arguments address that. On the other hand, it's a question of access to education. It's a, access of quality education and the infrastructure for the government of the Western Cape province who would see that, say, as their priority for the purposes of addressing the social ills and the backlogs associated with the city and the province especially. On what basis then, from everything that you have said against what I've posited as potentially the argument on the part of the Western Cape government, would be mm. your argument that should prevail? Mm. I mean, so maybe let me start here. That last year we won this particular case. Part of the relief that we're seeking from the courts was that the sale of Tapovic must be set aside. And we successfully won that battle of that side being sold. Um, therefore, it's not going to be sold. The sale has been set aside. So I wanted to get that out of the way as we proceed. Now, showing as though if, 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 if we're speaking about that particular side and the sale, and one ought to ask themselves who will have access to this particular public land. Now, the city is being disingenuous, or the province is being disingenuous to say that um, it's, it's a site that was going to be used by the Department of Education. To whom was it going to be sold to? Why would they need to sell public land? If, if, if they're genuine about the education um, of, of the kids of this country, that particular site would have been developed as a, as a public school. But they're selling it to a private entity, to a private school. Um, so yes. They're raising so, capital. Who, the point is, yeah, they are raising capital so that they can be able to, with more money, to roll out more of the pre-identified goals of the department. So the land is not necessarily in this point, or rather in this case, the point. The point is we need money. We have identified this piece of land to help us raise that money so that we can roll out a public function, an education-specific public function, that's essentially where I'm trying to go at you. 
But so yes, they're raising money at the expense of who? At the expense of the domestic workers who are saying that we need a home. Is 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 the right are the rights of, of those that can afford this elitist education um that only private I mean a private institution would preside over. Are those the rights of people that should assume precedence here over the, the rights of domestic workers who are saying that we need homes, we need our kids to stay with us, we need to stay closer to our jobs. Who's 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 needs Who's, who's the right should assume precedence over who? Maybe that's a question that we should be asking ourselves. Okay, we will, we will continue. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. I beg your pardon. I've got literally 15 seconds to the ad break. For those of you who are listening to this conversation, it can only get more more intense as the issues really do prevail. And I certainly am indebted to Butler Boy, head of political organization, Tifunugwazi, for being here. 86 2032 On the other side of this, calls please. You are listening to The Viewpoint on the Station of the Year. The greater question that really is probably something that this conversation can't not have is how do we engage the question of social integration through housing? How do we address apartheid spatial planning through effective use of public land and related public access whatever for the public good so that we can roll out the ideals and the obligations that are constitutional injunctions on the part of the state, surely. Now, we this evening are in conversation with Mr. Butler Boy, head of the political organization, Defunuguazi, essentially saying that the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape Provincial Government should stop with their gamesmanship and the litigation, all of which is unnecessary, and proceed with the rollout of social housing at the heart of the Atlantic seaboard, specifically in Seapoint, so that those who otherwise cannot afford access to live there, one may do so, but more importantly, those who are on the margins generally on just about every key indicator in society have a place that they can call with a sense of dignity, a place that can call home, but more than that will give them so much more access, access to facilities that everybody aspires to have, and many of us listening here do have or aspire to have, close to centers of opportunity, close to employment, close to quality education, close to quality public and related um, recreational facilities, which Seapoint has in abundance, as opposed to what many might argue those who serve Seapoint and surrounding suburbs as domestic workers, as security guards, as blue-collar workers at large, do not readily have access to it. It's an indication of South Africa's socioeconomic indicator, the inequality, more especially that in Cape Town. The question then is, and I'm asking Hugh Yabutle, beyond this particular litigation, I think the point will still remain. How can we engage social cohesion using the instruments of government at all levels to ensure that more and more we have less and less of these kinds of litigation because I think at the heart of it, this is addressing apartheid issues that remain as vestiges thereof even in 2023. How do you comment from what I've said? I mean, I mean Sonia, part of what, what, what needs to, to happen um, around fostering social integration 
um, is for the state, this prime land. There is land in this country um, that, that, that was used as a tool of dispossession. There's land questions that was used to push people into the urban outer core, far away from the economic activities, far away from better jobs, far away from better schools. Now, it is this very same uh, tool that should be used to socially integrate people back into, into spaces that they were displaced from. And we're saying that prime land, prime land in the city centre should be released um, to build affordable housing. Um, so that's one mechanism. Um, but there is lack of political willingness to do so. Um, especially even with this particular case, Sonia, that we're speaking about, uh, I, I said earlier that we, we successfully stopped uh, the sale of Duffelberg because the decision was irrational. Even the arguments that the city and the province were making could, didn't, didn't bring substance, therefore couldn't stand even around raising revenue. Those were irrational uh, uh, arguments that, that, that they raised. So, 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 so one way, one way of fostering is, 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 is that spaces like Sea Point cannot remain white. It's not justifiable. Sea Point is, is, is still white, and and that's not normal in this in this in this, in this particular uh, state of affairs. Therefore, land is one tool, and 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 for government, for government, government has many many mechanisms um, in it. Um, to 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 use to use public land in a way that would benefit majority of our people, rather than looking at maximization of profit above and the interest um, of, of people. So I was saying at the at, at the heart and the end of of, of it, saying is that land that 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 is available, prime land should be used to redress special apartheid. That's 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 argument that we've been making. 2028, I'm wondering if there are any calls to contribute to ultimately and beyond the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape government's legal matter, which certainly is at the heart of this. How should South Africa go about once and for all to settle the conversations about addressing spatial planning in relation to apartheid demarcations, apartheid philosophy, apartheid architecture? How do we integrate societies? Put it this way. I foresee in a situation of the kind that prevails as you would advance that it would be very difficult for those persons who are pre-identified to then go and live on that land for the purposes of social redress. They would find it difficult to live there because I don't imagine the community would be immediately receptive. I'm using this as an example of what generally has tended to play out when things of this kind in South Africa are taking place. So take, for instance, the opening of former Model C schools and how even to this day African communities within those former Model C schools struggle for expression, struggle for acceptance, struggle for identity, struggle for a proper place that they too can claim as one of their own in these school systems and traditions, which by institutional design had never contemplated their being there. How much you think will in a reality turn out the lived experience of the people who would qualify to live there under the social structures or the social qualifications in an environment that would completely be at variance with what they know 
and the environment itself more than likely would not be receptive to them. How should we engage that, Ushe? Mm. Mm. That's, that's, that's a very serious that's a very serious question, Sanjay, because um, the social setting of this country has always been the one that that has viewed African black people as, as as domestic workers. When you see a black person, you see a general worker. You do not see your neighbour. Um, so, so, so it's a very valid question because that's 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 how our white counterparts see black people, and the reception of even the neighbourhood would be such that it reflects that type of thinking that you cannot stay here, you do not belong here, um, you do not belong in my neighbourhood. So, 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 so it's that, but we cannot play into into those feelings of 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 massaging the feelings of 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 the few um, at the expense of the majority that have a legitimate cause of a right to to housing and redress. So, so that that's important. I mean, so though people are staying in in, in very uh, serious conditions. Um, if you go to the urban peripheral areas, um, it's raining today in Cape Town, and a lot of people are worried about their homes being flooded. So that's 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 where our allegiance should be. It's to those people that it's not a lack of dignity um, to stay in a shack, um, and those the opportunities um, where they arise, where land can be unlocked. Um, to redress special planning, regardless of 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 people's feelings of whether uh, of people that have this mentality, um, this nimby mentality of not in my backyard, we cannot we cannot at this day and age. No, we we, um, we, we don't disagree that on that. Feeling. No, we certainly don't disagree on that. At least at the at the heart of what you say. But I think the reality is there are modalities or practicalities that need to be contemplated. Put differently, I, I don't think you would not be aware. It's just that I can't remember the names or even the... I mean, it was in these days of COVID, early days of COVID or just before, where a particular job seeker was waiting at a public bench in more or less the same area, Atlantic Seaboard, certainly in Cape Town. And then the Metro Police came to remove her because she just didn't look like somebody who belonged there. And it... I don't know if they were ever convicted of a particular crime, but the point is, generally speaking anyway, that environment is hostile to what you advance be done. Now, I'm not saying what you advance be done is wrong. No. I mean, South Africa belongs to all who live in it, and there are social aspirations that this country needs to meet, including but not limited to what you are advancing. But the reality is that the environment is hostile, which reality cannot be ignored. My question is to you, for these persons here, Tozama Adonisi, Pumza Ntutela, Sharon Daniels, Selina... Um, Lahain, and their respective mm. families, their children, and those who'd be part of that community. They need to live there. They are the ones who will deal with this. Let me say this, because mm. I think I'm, mm. I'm getting mm. a little involved now, perhaps maybe too much. Mm. You would have seen a Leon Schuster movie where he does these pranks, and he does a similar prank mm. of establishing an informal settlement at the heart mm. of the promenade mm. there in Cape Town mm. Seapoint. Mm. That mm. was a raw response of what the people who live there, at least mm. historically, mm. would think mm. of something mm. like this. That mm. reality cannot be ignored is what I'm asking now. 
Is there a way in which the institutions of government or at a social level are not just alive to that, but are capable Mm. of engaging those issues so that Mm. the neighborhood itself enjoys Mm. what a residential Mm. neighborhood should Mm. be, peace and home for everybody? Mm. Mm. So, yes, I mean, I can't articulate what you've just articulated better than, than you have. Um, that indeed the, the hostility um, towards people that are seen as not belonging um, is there. I mean, the owners, Sonia, uh, so I, I, I think, um, I would not sit here and, and, and suppose that I, I have the answers for the behaviors of, 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 of other people that exhibit this hostility um, towards other people. Um, I mean, the onus is, 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 is on the ground around building social cohesion. For instance, so in there are people um, like your Isa Jacobson um, that are staying in three points in that area um, that have been trying to establish what you call a Yindi group. A Yindi group is, 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 is literally translated as, yes, in my neighborhood. So it, those are people that are taking responsibility currently to say that, but we do not agree with the majority of the people that are privileged here to say that we do not want um, these people on the basis of, 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 of their skin, right? And there's, 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 there's more that, that unifies people from there than just the, the, the tone of people's skin. The issue of, of, of skyrocketing rentals um, at this day and age is one that... that that, that should force and build that cohesion and unity to people because it does not only affect black people, it even affects the, the, the middle class, those that are, are, are working um, better jobs but are being affected by the, the, the skyrocketing um, um, rentals. And as a result, people are being evicted. Some are being put out of their homes because they can no longer, longer afford this, this skyrocketing um, 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 rentals in these expensive places. Even People, some white uh, folks that would engage you to think that this particular point is even expensive for us. So there's there's more there's more that unifies people. It's, it's, it's principles and, and 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 little things that that people should focus on so far as what what unifies them and, and speak in, in one voice. But the hostility, the hostility that 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 people are continuing to face and the big push that they're continuing to face because there's a narrative that has been built or there's a perception that when you bring black people into these uh, so-called white neighborhoods is that black people will bring crime, black people will bring, um, will bring, will, will make the space dirty. And that's a very wrong mentality that needs to change. And maybe there's something that needs to be taken out of, out of the bloodstream um, of people that are living in the shadows of the past. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Let's take a call. The time is 20.37. You're listening to Song Azuma Betta on SAFM Viewpoint together in conversation now with Mr. Butle Boy, head of the political organization, the Funugwazi Law Center. We have a caller, Tulani from the Val. Tulani, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, How are you? I'm well, sir. Good evening. Uh, I'm just thinking, people remembering days of Andy the Levy and the other guys who were always using the black people in the Western Cape to fetter their interests. I 
think he, uh, so there's all the days of using people like in our in your country talk, talking about about uh, domestic workers and staff. I think people must not be treated like that or mentioned like that or named. People really want to help people. They must help the people so and so. But they cannot be used to cut off the people. But if in that part of the Western Cape, you can see what is happening there. There are people who are dumping a strength station by groups. That is, I'm normally saying they are standing for the people. But you find out that in the day, this group are not standing for the people. They're just taking money away from people, using people. It's very point. At the end of the day, he's being politician. And you, you know, today, Andre Lili and this other guy who, who was in ANC a few years ago as a secretary. Lawyers on Gosha? Yes, yes, Gosha. And that guy, other colored guy, I just, uh, uh, I just forgot his name. They were using people, uh, and I am against, totally against people or somewhere, so who are using black people who are struggling to, to survive. Like now, they want to be saying, every day, if they want to help people in that part of the country, so they must help each and every person, not because of the title people are holding. They have to say, no, because it's domestic wealth. Is that meaning because it's domestic wealth? They can be used by people who will either motives. Well, that's something that Bushla is going to have to respond to. For now, let's take a couple of voice notes that have since come through. I just confirmed that the number is 0614-104-107. And a reminder for voice notes, please send your voice notes in less than a minute and try to the extent possible limit all background noise. Here are the voice notes. Good evening, Songeso. It's Sig of Randberg saying that um, I would hate Cape Town's city centre to start looking like Joburg's city centre and the surrounding suburbs of, of uh, Hillbrow, Berea, Joubert Park and Duanfontein. Uh, I think we must also ask whether this guest that you've got there uh, has ever been at home in Cape Town. He doesn't sound like a Cape Townian to me. Good evening, uh, Mr. Songhez. Uh, this is Emmanuel Mdole in Deben. I think your guest is just playing a, a cheap uh, politics uh, because uh, the, the, the sites that are around the sea or the, side, the sea pond site, they must be the, the, the reserve uh, uh, sites but now for him that such areas must be allowed people must be allowed to 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 to, to occupy it's just a cheap politicking's uh, uh, thank you how do you respond Butle? even though i must say i'm i'm not so sure that the fo- the first voice note we played um, is as genuine as it purports to be with those questions. I, I, I would love the listener who sent that first voice note we played to really call. I, I just do want to try and understand where the questioning is coming from, the references to Joburg City Centre and Hillbrow, and how that relates to the subject matter here, and the relevance of the voice of Butle Boy and whether or not he comes from Cape Town. I don't think this is relevant, but if I should be wrong, I would certainly appreciate being corrected on air. After the break, Bootle responds to those contributions. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. 
Bushe, do you want to reply to the first caller to some of the points that Zig of Randberg made out to you? Bushe, we cannot uh, hear you. Hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Indeed, certainly now I can. Oh, uh, no, I mean, to, 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 to the first voice note around whether I'm from Cape Town um, or not, um, and the particular points around uh, Cape Town being made to look like Johannesburg or Hillbrow. Now, you know so you know, what, what Hillbrow um, or Joburg CBD is associated with, um, particularly by who stays in those particular areas. Um, so so this, this type of mentality that we can't have let people staying in, in, in what in neighborhoods that are formerly known as, 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 as white neighborhoods is quite very wrong. By the way, I'm from Cape Town. I was born and bred here. Um, I, 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 I've stayed in, in, in former settlements. I was born in former settlements of Cape Town. I know what it is like. Um, to not have basic services or proper sanitation. I know firsthand the inequality um, of this place for people like me that are staying in Kaibicha, staying in Kaibicha, by the way, and having to use their of my salary, having to access the city center. So, so, so this, this, this question of, of people that are hating, um, black people have very negative perceptions about the, the impact of black people being in spaces of, of, of that are predominantly occupied by white people is quite very wrong. And there's a question uh, or a statement uh, around saying that uh, saying people must, must occupy um, Tafelbeck. The point that I'm making is that that particular site must be used to build affordable housing. But people, people are not saying that, no, we don't want to stay. People are not saying that, no, we want RCPs on this particular side. They're saying that we want to pay, but we want to pay money that we can afford because we, are, we, we work um, jobs as, as domestic workers, work jobs as, as security guards. That's what people are saying. That's the reality of what people, that's what they believe, the reality. For people that have worked in three point um, for most of their lives, Okay, Butle. Um, one can only look forward to what's going to be ventilated in the SCA and how long that decision will take and whether or not whoever is the loser there will take it on appeal to the Constitutional Court. What certainly does remain is nothing changes until we have a decision. So we look out for that and you're more than welcome to return to us and continue the conversation. It certainly is an important one. Mr. Boy. Um, thank you. Thank you, Um I mean, we we're looking forward to, to the SEA um, I'm ruling. We're hoping that it's going to be a progressive one because what has been challenged today is the province saying that they have no obligation to redress special apartheid. They basically saying that we have no obligation as to address the legacy of the past of the racist planning, of the special planning of the city. The current status quo, the current setting is okay as is, that poor black people must be fine with territories and these inner city areas should remain wide. So that's what basically they're, they're, they're saying, and they're hoping that um, 
Uh, uh, the, the ruling I'm going to have to go on, Butle. No, I'm, I'm going to have to go on. I appreciate your sentiments, and you have made them well, Mr. Butle, boy, head of political organisation, at Ndif- head at the political organisation, the Funugwazi Law Centre, giving us thoughts about the litigation on Western Cape government, stroke city of Cape Town, now headed for the SCA about the sale of land at the heart of Sea Point for social programs, social housing programs, to be specific. After the break, we continue the conversation, albeit talking about citrus farmers across the country calling on President Ramaphosa to provide an urgent update on whether the South African government intends to convene a WTO panel to adjudicate on the false coddling moth FCM regulation governing the importation of South African oranges to the EU. In fact, it should be exportation. Imports come in, export goes out. Mr. Tabi Lingonjane is on the line after the break. Stephen